as a leader, one of your biggest responsibilities is developing the culture of your youth ministry. Mm-hmm. And culture is either what you create or what you allow. So you can either be intentional about your culture and create something, or by just not correcting something, you're actually also creating a culture. Welcome back, guys. This is another edition, episode, podcast of In the Trenches, and we are back with Theo. Dude, you're still doing good after the past 15 minutes? Yeah, you know, I can't complain. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Just the most <laughs> underwhelming introduction yeah, ever. Know, right? No, I'm doing well. Good, man. Good, good. Um, but yeah, so hopefully you guys took a listen to our um, episode, our last episode, and if you didn't, I'd encourage you to stop this one, go back to the other one, because we're going to pick up really right where we left off with that conversation, and so um, yeah, I'm going to actually turn this right over to Elliot and allow him to introduce this since he continues to interrupt me when mm. it comes to the introductions of our podcast now. Thanks. You're Thanks welcome. for allowing me to do that, Charlie. <laughs> we were talking about... How you just let anyone be a leader. Yeah, um, yeah, listen, we yeah. need help, man. Yeah. We need numbers. No, yeah, I'm just yeah. kidding. Okay. But no, we had a good conversation last time. Right. Um, and part of what we were talking about is the depth that you're creating. Don't open your Bible, bro. Sorry, just trying to intimidate you over here. <laughs> yeah. Theo brought, those, Theo brought two yeah. books. Like, we're not an audio-only podcast, Listen, this guy. you never know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and he has his Bible highlighted. That's how you know he reads it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just opened to the one page that's highlighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, why is it Song of on, Solomon? What, yeah. um, <laughs> no. what translation do you read out of? Are those pictures? Um, this is ESV. Hey, Normally, I read NIV, though. Oh, I read out sorry. of the Jesus book. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys penguin. remember? That was, like, a big thing <laughs> yes. in the 2000s. Did you, you had to have known that, like, OC... Yeah. Huh? That yes. Jesus book? It was like Hawaiian Pigeon. Yeah. Which hopefully that's what it's called. Um <laughs> yeah, the language. Like keep, it could in the two thousands that's what it was called, but that could be like not what it's called people, now. I keep hearing people, pastors use the message and I'm just like, What are you doing? The message? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Dude, um we had someone over just like recently at our church that used the message in like a leadership talk and I was like, Oh, this oh, I think I know who it was. I have, um, ex- I have expected him to walk up and it's like the children's Bible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be kind of sick. This picture. <laughs> um, shout out to Eugene Peterson. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in power, King. Um, <laughs> so what were we saying? Yeah. Close your Bible. No, he's got his Bible open. No, open it. He lost his spot now. No, it has a, a bookmark. Um, yeah, Theo brought two books. For no reason. We would have believed that he's going through a book with his leaders, but we were talking about... I love the effort, though. The different... Um, creating depth in your leadership team and making sure that they can think critically so that students can think critically, but you kind of alluded to uh, areas of disagreement. Right. Yeah. And it brought up what I think is an important topic. What is the space for that? For yeah. all of us to kind of discuss yeah. and kind of give our thoughts because uh, it's important in leadership. Also, I think we could probably go into the space for it in church and youth ministry. But, uh, you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the first place to start is, um, as a leader, one of your biggest responsibilities is developing the culture of your youth ministry. Mm-hmm. And culture is either what you create or what you allow. So you can either be intentional about your culture and create something, or by just not correcting something, you're actually also 
creating a culture. Yeah. So I think uh, one of the biggest responsibilities for youth leaders is to actually speak up when things happen that um, either are not in alignment with the church, things maybe you personally disagree with and kind of your leadership uh, character, any, any of those things. Because again, you're trying to create and protect the culture of your youth ministry. So specifically when it comes to like what we believe as a youth ministry, I guess we can start here. And then if you, uh, you know, if you disagree with me, then it's you're disagreeing with the word of God. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Love it. I'm just kidding. Um, Shogun, like a true pastor's kid missionary. We didn't even mention this last time, but you're a missionary's kid, bro. Yeah. That's shout out Costa different. Rica. Can you Pura say vida. something? Is, yeah, there. Yeah. Pura He's vida. also the youth pastor at Hillsong. Or <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Yeah, I guess did not know that. Don't get too excited. Grain of salt, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Kidding. So weren't you you're born so aren't you um you were born in costa rica I was, yeah charlie chill out bro <laughs> um no anyways keep going so i think um one of like the best i guess like biblical examples that i've found of um jesus having to navigate some of this with his disciples is when peter um, confesses that jesus is the son of god so you have in matthew chapter 16 peter um obviously identifies jesus says who do you think that i am and he says you're the son of god and it's this moment we all know right peter you're the rock on which i'm going to build the church of god so it's like a very kind of public um celebration and then in verse 21 it goes on to explain um, from that time jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised and then it says peter took him aside and rebuked him far be it from you lord this shall never happen so peter had identified that jesus was the son of god but he also like misidentified what that meant right mm -hmm. he had his own idea of kind of what that was and i think the first place that you see or the first thing that you see jesus do is he publicly praises Peter, but then he privately critiques him. Yeah. And I think that's a really like wise um, leadership lesson is that um, you're trying to remove shame out of the equation for someone when they have a critique. Because we have to critique them, but it's yeah. like you don't want them to be destroyed by the shame. Um, so anytime that um, maybe I uh, will see a leader say something or do something and I'm like, I just don't think that that's it. Um, typically, I will do that privately. The moment that I would do it publicly is if it's something that I see happen and it's being repeated uh, among yeah. other people. And then I'll just try to make that general to the group. Um, but you see here Jesus, uh, yeah, again, he rebukes him privately because um, he needs to correct him and maintain that culture. He goes on, obviously, to explain you know what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. But then I think the other thing that's really important here is that um, in the very next chapter is the story of the transfiguration, where then you have, right, it says after six days, Jesus took him, uh, Peter, James, and John, the, bro uh, the brothers, and he led them up the mountain, and it's this mo moment where God's, God's presence comes. So he goes from the correction or the rebuke to just bouncing him right back into ministry. And I think it's also um, a lesson where, um, again, if you do a good job of clearly correcting someone, yeah. you can continue to utilize them uh, in a way that allows them to continue to find fruit from from their own lives. So again, I'm I'm not advocating that we just you know lower our standard. If anything, I think we raise our standard. Yeah. But I also think that that shouldn't necessarily um, disqualify people from being used. Now, of course, there's a lot of pastoral examples, and we can talk from there um, about more specifics with that. <laughs> Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just yeah. being back. Okay. Um, I, I would say I agree with, with that. I, I do think, and I, you've heard me talk about this, when, we, when you choose to be a youth pastor, when you choose to have leaders, especially the majority of youth ministries have young leaders. Yeah. 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 Um, you are making that decision to have two youth ministries in a sense, and yep. you are also making the decision. And, you know, when, when it comes to what we've done in the past and, and – 
with our leaders is when you have a leader and they make a mistake, you have two choices. You can just end it and say you're done, mm-hmm. or you can make the decision to walk them through it. Yeah. The harder thing is to walk them through it. The easy thing so. is to just say you're done. Yeah. Um, you know, so much of it has to do with, and I think even what you just read has to do with um, their response and their reaction. Yeah. And I think to me, that's that's so much of what um, if they're if they're a young Christian and they're teaching something that's not correct. Yeah. um, And then you pull them aside and say, hey, just so you know, this is where we're at with this is where we stand with this. And there's um, um, a desire to want to know more about that, to understand that. Yeah. um, Then that's something I would personally. That'd be great. Let's walk through this. It's it's a teaching moment. Yeah. It's a growing moment for them. They may be a younger Christian, a newer Christian, but they want to be a part of the youth group or whatever it is. Um, you know, there's a, an opportunity there. I feel like the danger comes in is when there's an, a negative attitude towards that. Well, I believe what yeah. I believe, and mm-hmm. I don't care. You know, um, and almost this, I don't care what you believe, and I don't care what the right. Bible says. That's where the danger part comes in, I think. Yeah. And we have a res- we have a responsibility um, because we are ultimately our goal is not to just our goal. Our, our main goal is not the leaders. Our main goal is the student. Yeah. And so always, you know, protecting and guarding and. And so, you know, that's what I've always looked at is what is the leader's heart when I bring them in for correction? Right. And, I, and correction is a strong word. Sometimes it's just a teaching moment. Yeah. Um, and, and if there's a great response to that or a knowledge, okay, I don't understand, but I want to know. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, so much of it is their response. A hundred percent. Because again, like, yeah, you are trying to create this culture that's very important. And especially now, too, not only is it like there's a disagreement with whatever the initial topic was, but now there's also like disunity as well. So it it just becomes a much bigger thing that if you don't step up and just handle it, um, which another like practical tip, there's a book called The Minute Manager, mm. and he just talks about the importance. This guy with his books. Bro. Sorry, yeah. sorry, bro. I just had to prove yeah. I've read you, at least three books. You a librarian yeah. or a youth pastor, <laughs> yeah. bro, too. Um, but in the book, he talks about the importance of like when something comes up, if you can correct it really quickly, it becomes much less of an issue yeah. than it is yeah. if you wait. Yeah, true. So I've even tried to like, um, I'll catch something, you know, during a service. And I think when I was early on, I'd say, oh, I'll just call them on Monday. Mm-hmm. But by the time I make that phone call, it's this huge thing. Versus if I just grab them right after and I'm like, hey, man, the way you said that, it was really stupid. Just yeah. don't do that again. They're like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. And it's, it just de-escalates all of that sort of stuff from, yeah. from those moments. Dude, thousand percent for sure. Um, and I'd even say this, too, when it comes back to even like the culture and like what Gary was talking about, too, this idea of um, having those moments of correction, but then actually following through and how they even respond to that. But as being upfront, I think one thing that I've been challenged with really since I've stepped to the side as the next gen pastor and Robert stepped in as our youth pastor is there was one thing that I never did. And I was going to share it in the last episode, but I think now is a good time as I never really gave the biblical expo- um, mm. uh, examples of, Hey, this is what we do believe. Yeah. And um, if you don't believe it, cause I always just assumed it was like, yeah, we all, believe in Jesus. Yeah. Um, and there's now there's even, there's like not protocols, I don't want to call it, but there is a, a, a document that our leaders sign of, hey, this is our fundamental truth. This is what we believe in as a church, especially as an Assemblies of God church. And it's like, can you align with these? Yeah. And if, and I think the reason why I say this now is because when we are upfront with our leaders right away, it makes it so much more easier to have those conversations later down the road. Yeah. And also going back to Gary's point is your first job is to protect your students. Mm-hmm. And so when we bring leaders on and then a year into it, once they build relationships and they have some kind of biblical, um, 
quarrel or there's something that just doesn't make sense to them and they end up splitting, you've hurt these students because now there's a leader that is no longer there yeah. because of a um, miscommunication or misunderstanding. So I think that's so huge as a youth pastors to have that upfront ability just to communicate with our leaders. Yeah. I, I, and Elliot's heard me talk about this, but even with our church, we... Um, probably once a year, maybe twice a year, I'll, I'll get up and within a message, just lay out, here's what we believe, mm-hmm. here's what we believe mm-hmm. Scripture says. Um, because what I've learned, especially in these, the, these last few years of how just the world's been yeah. and, and people's outlook and views on certain things, there's more danger in assumption yeah. than yeah. there in the, is of, of them just knowing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's so important, I think, totally. with, with leaders, with our church. Um, you know, maybe that's not a, a youth group talk right off the bat, mm-hmm. but it's it's uh, making sure you, your your people know like um, what you believe and why you mm-hmm. believe it. Yeah. Even if they don't agree, like if they're going to your church, not yeah. everyone at my church probably thinks the way I do, but I'm going to try to get them to the understanding of what what Scripture says. But again, what I have seen is the danger of assumption. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when people assume, whether it's they just go through life thinking, oh, this is it, or they tell others, no, this is this church is you know you know, this or that. Totally. And, and so I think it's important that we lay those things out, um, especially to our leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, Theo, next question for you. How many other books have you read? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least three, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we're talking about though, until Charlie didn't take it seriously. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Was, wow. I had to break the ice a little bit. Man. I no, like bro, that. This is kind of rude, but, uh, <laughs> I even though Elliot was thinking it. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, Self-conscious about not reading. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, I haven't read a leadership book yes, at all, I'm actually. I'm proud of it. <laughs> I put on my Instagram bio. Never catch me reading books, bro. Uh, no. What I was saying was this conversation we're having, I think learning, like, the difference between, uh, like, fundamental issues and like secondary issues too mm-hmm. when it comes to like yeah. space and like even the bigger conversation of space uh when we're talking about leadership though it is different like mm-hmm. there is yeah. especially youth leadership this is something we take seriously mm-hmm. there's a standard but also like we're using people mm-hmm. and yeah. people are are messed up um i think like there's a lot just listening to you guys talk that i'm uh recognizing taking away and even from my own experiences like a lot of this, uh, it's not like there's just this clear book you can read about it. Uh, no, but you know what I'm saying? Like this clear plan that's like, this is how you do it every single time. Because like, yeah. even in my experience, yeah. I remember correcting Bankhead yeah. on something. And because I had this relationship with him that went deeper than most people because of how long we had known each other yeah. and all that sort of thing, um, I could speak to him yeah. and it, it was easy, but I tried to talk to another leader like that didn't go well. And right. so it's sort of like taking that sort of thing into account, people's personalities, uh, being able to discern those types of things while still holding a standard for leadership. Yeah. Um, but also like um, the space for disagreement, I guess in my mind is like, because I think that's the cool part about the church, though, is, mm-hmm. like, we kind of joked about it with Brett of, like, old earth or young earth. Yeah, or like, yeah. there is this space for, like, oh, I disagree with you on this. Yeah. And it, and that is okay. But there are other things that are, like, eh, I don't think it's okay that we disagree yeah. on this. Like, yeah. we, we kind of need to make sure we're on the same page. Or if we aren't, this probably isn't the place for you uh, to be in leadership. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, totally. just kind of... Um, 
yeah. thinking and I've that done, through. I've done things before where a leader's done something like that, and, and again, they're like, I don't fully understand it. And I think there's times when we pull back a bit. There's times yeah. when we, the great thing about youth ministry is there's tons of different opportunities here. And so yes. we have leaders that, you know, aren't necessarily leading small groups because yeah. Yeah. they're not ready to do yeah. that. For sure. And yeah. I th- yeah. again, I think that's where youth pastors have to use wisdom mm-hmm. and not just, you know, throwing someone into the deep end who doesn't know how to swim. Yeah. Um, you know, again, when you have young leaders, when you have um, leaders that are newer Christians even mm-hmm. or haven't been raised in church, you know, that was something I had a lot of leaders that weren't raised in church. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you have to know when to throw them in the deep end. And so some of that just can't be on that that poor leader who made a mistake. Some yeah. of that is on that youth pastor who should, you know, know. 100%. Yeah. And, and so I think it's important as youth pastors that we know our leaders. We have an understanding of where they're at spiritually, where they're at in their knowledge of who Christ is. And, right. And if they're still, you know, earlier in the journey, mm-hmm. um, don't set them up to make a huge mistake. Help yeah. them learn. Help them grow. Put them in situations where they're going to win as a leader, not, yeah. not feel like, oh, I'm, I'm not good enough. And I think yeah. the other, like, practical piece of this would, like, right, the question is, like, why wouldn't you know? Like, why wouldn't you ask the mm-hmm. question? And I think, uh, at least in my mind, the moments where I haven't asked the question is because I'm insecure that I don't know the right answer to the question. Mm. That's good. So I think we joke about me reading books, but honestly, a large part of me pursuing the like intellectual side of my faith is me trying to equip myself for these conversations. Because yeah. I just realized like, as a youth pastor, it's my responsibility. Um, nobody else is going to figure that out. And so I've had to say, I'm going to take the time to like figure out some of these answers. And I recognize like... Um, that can seem very daunting. That can seem like a big like weight. At the same time, like the call to pastoring is a heavy call for a reason. I mean, yeah. I, I hate to be like super serious, but I mean, Jesus even talks about that. Like we will be d- judged at a higher level in yeah. ministry because yeah. of this, this calling for teaching. So I think there is a certain level where it's like, hey man, maybe, or, or woman, okay. Maybe you need to just like raise the standard of where you see, um, you know, your responsibility in, in kind of this space. And, um, maybe that means there's some like personal reflection that needs to happen. And I can speak from my own experience that like the idea of correcting people is a challenging one for sure, but I've still had to lean into it because I know that that's part of, part of the calling and part of what I've been asked to do. I think that's so huge that you, you said that and taking on the responsibility of being able to find those answers and have those answers ready, um, especially because I'll speak from my experience, but like doing youth ministry as a youth pastor, it was almost kind of like I had the safeguard of mm-hmm. like, I'm not the senior pastor. Totally. I'm here for the fun. Um, yeah, Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. Let's go play dodgeball. And it was like, these students need so much more and they yeah. have these questions that we as youth pastors should have answers to. Yeah. And so it is, it is on us to know what scripture says, but then on top of that, have answers for them or even propose questions to them to get them to really start thinking and not just rely on our senior pastor or not take the role as serious as we should. And yeah. I've, I've seen myself do that so often or so often, not anymore. I can't, yeah. I can say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a huge one. Yeah. Um, I forget who said it, but um, someone was talking about this this topic, and they said there's certain people that aren't going to follow Jesus because they know more about their thing than you know about mm, your faith. Yeah. And I think that's super convicting for me to know, like, there is a certain level. And, and again, I don't want to put all of the responsibility just on us. Of course, the yeah. Spirit is going to move and, yeah. and, you know, bring Jesus into someone's life. But there is a, a responsibility of our students, uh, you know, we live in the digital age. They can find an answer at the snap of a finger. Yeah. Um, so if we don't have our own answers for some of these things, um, to your point, which I think, Gary, you've always done a great job of, like, um, we're, we're doing a disservice to our students for sure. Yeah. 
Huge. Huge. <laughs> I know I say that way too often. I need to get new vocabulary because Elliot will do exactly Please, what Donald say. Trump. <laughs> please save us. <laughs> and now look who's cracking jokes in the most serious part of the episode. I'm not joking. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah. What does that leader disagree with you about? Who is this person, bro? What, like, <laughs> Bring him on the that, pod. That brought all this up. Bring him on the pod. Yeah. Would you have a Mormon leader? <laughs> oh, God. What if they're like really good relationally? Yeah. Yeah. How how outgoing are they? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's why I should just do for the rest of this podcast. Give just you examples. give you examples. Go for and it. then you it's tell like me if they'll seat. be yeah, your hot seat. leader. What's your, what's your next one? Theo, what are your thoughts in women in ministry? Huh? <laughs> so dumb. You remember? Oh, I do. That lunch. What was your thought? You know that same event? Do you remember? We drove together and we were late. Yes. And then... um. <laughs> Some guy uh, I thought was saying what's up to me, but he wasn't. He was mm. saying what's up to somebody behind me. Awkward. And I, this happened like less than a year ago. Right. But it took me back to like junior high. Mm. And I'm I'm not kidding. Like I just shrunk into myself. <laughs> it was awesome. And, and like <laughs> they were both guys were looking at me and I said nothing to them. Theo was watching it and I just like, I walked past them and went into the bathroom. <laughs> well, I think laughing? too, he had like his arm up or something and Elliot tried to like, I tried to dab up his elbow. He like grabbed his elbow and he's like, all right, yeah, word. No, I do. <laughs> I think I just dabbed up his elbow and they were like, what? And I just walked into the bathroom like it didn't That's so happen. Tough. Yeah, That's dude. So that was just a rough day in general. <laughs> hey, there's that elbow touch here again. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, having this balance of leaders and creating good culture with leaders mm-hmm. begs the question, though, we can't do what we do without leaders, right? right. Uh, and I know, like, early on in my youth ministry experience, I, like, I got a big leadership team together. Mm-hmm. And that was fun and mm-hmm. helped us do a lot of stuff. But ultimately, I think I brought people in who weren't called to it. Yeah. Um, and hurt us in the long run. Yeah. What are you guys' thoughts about recruitment when it comes to leadership? Because I think it's a part of what we should do is like see leadership in people. Thousand percent. Uh, but also still kind of like we've been saying, hold this standard of leadership, but but raise people up to it. You know, like what does that look like for you? Yeah, hundred percent. I think um, I think recruiting leaders is kind of always part of your job as a youth pastor. Yeah. Um, I also think like you kind of said it there, but like having more leaders on your team just makes it more enjoyable. And I think there's something very practical about enjoying the the opportunity with that. But also I think um, what you said, Gary, of knowing what are maybe some of the, um, whether you call it like entry points or like levels of responsibility or things kind of for your team. And then um, I'm always trying to think too, let's say somebody, so like an entry point would be um, say somebody helps with like greeting on a Sunday morning. So they're just welcoming students and that sort of thing pretty like low level um, position, but I'm also thinking through how can I develop that leader into kind of what the next level of responsibility is and making sure you have a very clear pathway. So for us, that, um, that small group that we have every other week is that practical place to say, I'm giving you some tools to develop both as like a leader, but also as a follower of Jesus and making sure that you're kind of moving, um, moving up in that process. Cause then again, I think people are going to go where they grow. So if I'm actually helping our leaders grow, they're going to want to not only stay there, but of course they're going to be able to get um, more responsibilities as they go as well. No, uh, I, I agree. I'm glad you, you a thousand percent. <laughs> a thousand Dude, percent. I think that's so huge. That's though. what Charlie says. Um, is 
that whole idea though Theo, that you were saying is like almost and i don't like to say it like this but there, i do at the same time is like there's levels and, yeah. and there are certain levels that especially for and again going back to what we were just talking about like protecting your students is yeah. like not thrusting someone into a leadership position that they don't they're just not ready for mm-hmm. yet um but let me get your guys's take on this because and I, I haven't seen it done in a long time but again on the idea of um, recruiting leaders um, what is your guys's thoughts on like from the Sunday morning pulpit like your senior pastor being like we need people to serve in youth ministry or we need people to serve if you guys are listening from kids ministry like kids ministry like what's your guys's thoughts on that because I've seen it go really well and I've also seen it go just really negative yeah I I won't do it um, unless Joey asks for it. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, and so anytime we've had leadership recruiting days, I've always asked who needs leaders, who wants mm-hmm. leaders, and just know with the understanding that yeah. you may get whoever. Yeah. But, um, you know, so um, we're, I, I'm always very careful with that. As a youth pastor, I definitely was, I would only ask the pastor to do that if I needed it. And I would tell mm-hmm. him, like, if we had a, a recruiting thing coming up, I would say, we're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, now, if someone feels called, they can come talk yeah. to us and, you know, for me, most of the time, leadership happened organically. Mm-hmm. It happened from them coming yeah. to me, talking to me. There was times that I knew we were lacking, um, and then I would seek out. So if you're lacking in leaders, just follow your leaders, you're young and mature. Mm-hmm. And I would say you need to go find someone who has some maturity to yeah. it. Find a Huge. married couple. Find, um, you know, if you don't have any of that, you need to have some of that. For and sure. I think balance and finding that is so huge because mm-hmm. when you have a, a strong um, you know, older Christian in your mm-hmm. group, then you have some, you have a leader that's helping lead leaders for sure. And you need that, yeah. you know, especially if you're a single youth pastor, yeah. if you're a young youth pastor, um, you know, those, those are, are, are such important parts of mm-hmm. a leadership team. Yeah. A balanced team. I think yeah. that's the thing too. When I recruited, it was just like, Oh, you're yeah. in college age. Like you should be a leader for me. Yeah. Uh, but the best leader I ever had, and she's still a leader is uh cora cisneros and she's a, a mom and grandma and she like brings a bus full of kids but it's like that stability of having that right like looking at it like you're putting together a team or like you know like that scene in any good like heist movie where they're like they, they aren't always like we need a lot of people who are acrobats yeah. they're like we need the acrobat and we need the distraction and we and it's sort of like i think looking at leadership team in in those sort of terms as well as like i want a lot of balance yeah. in what's happening but I, I think it can be good to ask for for a sunday morning uh recruitment that usually doesn't yield the the greatest results though as much yeah. as like relational recruitment yes. you know of being like uh i'm still doing that at, at cornerstone for for joey is like there's people who have been there for a while who you can just tell like yeah. you will be a good leader on some level yeah and then i'll just tell them you need to you need to lead youth. Go talk to Joey. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I think, sort of thing. I think your best um, funnel of where you're going to get your most leaders are from the leaders that you already have. Mm. And if they have a good experience, they're going to try to bring other people along with them. So that's what I've found is we have leaders that like maybe in the past didn't love it. And so they didn't want anybody else to join. But as of recent have felt they're actually growing in their faith and in their ability to lead and have brought more leaders along through the way. So, yeah, like Sunday morning, to your point, it's great. Um, but if I can actually get it organically through the leaders we already have, it's going to be much more yeah. sustainable. Yeah, no, I, I think I think that's huge, and I think that's even a challenge for the youth pastor out there. Because I think one thing that I did starting off 
in youth ministry, and I don't know if I'm the only one in the room, but starting off in youth ministry was all I cared about was youth. Mm -hmm. And so that means I didn't have a um, relationship with the local body on Sunday morning. It was just me doing youth ministry. And I think as a youth pastor, to be able to recruit, you got to know who's in your congregation on a Sunday morning. You got to know who's there, and you can be able to see that, um, see those people, like Elliot was saying, that have leadership capabilities um, and be able to recruit them. If all you cared about was your youth ministry and staying upstairs all day, then you wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. And so that's just a challenge there. But, yeah, that's that's huge. Yeah, for sure. I forget what pastor it is, but um, I love this idea. I haven't done it, but I want to. Um, he would get um, an older couple in his church to commit to a class. So they'd mm-hmm. come in at the freshman level and then they'd just stick with them all the way to the senior level. Yeah. And they'd do, I think it was either once a month or every other month, do a dinner at their house and just stick with that class like all the way up. Because so cool. he was, to, to what you were saying, Elliot, he was having the um, issue of like young adults just kind of coming in for a season and leaving. And so he's like, it was okay because that was still happening and we needed that role. But they actually stuck with those leaders for the existence of, of their time. And I think just figuring out, yeah, how you can utilize some of that consistency in a different perspective is for sure huge. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, before we do wrap this uh, episode up with Theo, I do want to ask the question, what is the one thing that you hate the most about LA? Uh, traffic for sure. Um, you know, the culture can be a lot. People, yeah, there's some crazy people in LA, man. What's the craziest thing I you've think, seen there? Oh, um, I mean, there's, I've seen quite a few naked people on the streets, which has been, uh, a lot. Um, I think I was talking to someone in Orange County the other day and he was like, you guys have actual villains in LA. And I'm like, yeah, you're kind of right. Like <laughs> masked people just stabbing <laughs> people in the streets. Um, yeah, it's an interesting And that's just place. your leadership team. Yeah, right? man. Yeah, man. <laughs> talk about, there's talk about room for us to disagree, guys. <laughs> Get stabbed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you were about to ask him what is one thing you hate about Elliot the way you started <laughs> oh, that oh yeah, yeah, yeah that too yeah his stupid tattoos yeah yeah that's fair I thought you were going to say his mustache I think you should preach the gospel with words not just with actions <laughs> <laughs> man so funny bro we were we were in a van we were in a car ride home from were we coming back from Arizona Maybe. I feel like we're, but it was me and Elliot and someone else. Yeah. And we're up front. This person's in the back and they start going off on that. Oh, no. And, and say, like, yeah, I just can't stand that phrase. And inside, I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking over at Elliot and he's just like, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, man. It's, uh, at least that, isn't it like on your shoulder or something? Yeah. Yeah. So at least it's, you know, unless I, you're wearing a tank top. I stand by it, which I yeah. do all the time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, it was Matt Dudley, but that's who, <laughs> that's who said it, in case you're wondering. Um, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we do end this, do you guys have any other questions for Theo? No, but we need to have Matt Dudley on soon. Yeah. We do. Yeah. yeah. We'll go head to head. He'll preach the gospel using words, <laughs> and I'll use actions. And I'll mime. But it's, he's, 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 at, he's at quite yeah. the advantage, being that we are an audio-only oh, podcast. Man, I'll twirl <laughs> flags in the corner. <laughs> and he's doing a human video. Yeah. Fine arts classic. Good. Oh, man. <laughs> you think anyone's got saved from a human video before? Oh, you, you know I'm the, sitting at this table. <laughs> you know that like the tracks that people pass out, the, like the gospel tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, Aubrey, my wife's grandfather, 
got saved mm-hmm. by one of those tracks. Oh. I had never known anyone that's ever been saved by one of those. Yeah. And he was a pastor after all that. Wow. Cool. <laughs> Did he talk when he handed him the track? There was no words. Oh, there was no words. Well, Elliot. Yeah, Charlie. Thanks, bro. I love you. <laughs> People like this a thing, dude. People are gonna think that like we have beef, but we love each other a lot. We do. What does your hat mean? Uh, Make America. <laughs> no, it says go one more. It's a. It's like a nutrition company for, for cows. No, oh. it's it's funny because for the, Buffalo, the, Theo knows someone that works at this company, which yeah. is we talked about off air, we off pod. We were just talking about how not country you think Narco I is, know. and then I saw the hat. And <laughs> I it's, know. Like a, a it's from Texas, so that place. makes sense. But it's from Austin, Texas, which it really isn't Texas. Mm. But that's besides the yeah. point. Yeah. Um, You're right, brother. That's right. He's wearing a Mack truck hat. So yeah. yeah, that's more country than this is. Um, <laughs> he's obviously been to Urban Outfitters. <laughs> eBay, thank you very much. Get wrecked, bro. Yeah. Well, Theo, Mr. Hollywood. After, yeah, Mr. Hollywood. After being made fun of, thanks for being on the podcast, bro. You're welcome. Gary, it's always a pleasure. Yep. Elliot. Yep. Yeah, man. Well, hey, guys, um, again, just a reminder, uh, we do have the Youth Pastor Refresher going on November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. If you haven't registered for it, make sure register register for it. We have an amazing speaker lineup. It's going to be a great time. But other than that, um, thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next podcast.